0: He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American. A great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis.
1: This is John Katsimatidis. This is Cats at Night. The number one show at 5 o'clock. And you know the reason it's the number one show? Mm. We have things that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, Today, we're going to have an exclusive special. We have... Mayor Eric Adams uh, calling in in a few minutes, and uh, he uh, uh, he uh, is going to give us his vision of 2023. Uh, in the studio, we have uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, uh, Anthony Carbonetti, the chief. Hey, John, chief, chief of staff to, uh, to former Mayor Rudy Giuliani, America's mayor, Lydia Serrano, and I am I right. And then let's go to that exclusive interview with WABC Radio Mayor Adams. With us today is uh, Mayor Eric Adams. It's the conclusion of his first year in office, and he's uh, he's going to talk about his vision uh, in, uh, for his second year in office. And uh, good morning. Uh, good afternoon, Mr. Mayor. How are you?
0: Uh, good afternoon. Great to speak with you and good to be on your show. You know, it, it seems like your show has all the known folks. You You are really a real voice for New York.
1: Well, thank you. Um, You've completed the first year in office uh, a few days ago, and uh, I've seen the statistics uh, for December and your crime uh, uh, numbers are down. Uh, Do you see that continuing into January, February, March?
0: When you look at the crime pattern and some of the historical victories uh, we witnessed, particularly during the years when Bill Bratton was the police commissioner, Uh, you saw how was was crime trending, and that is what we're witnessing now. In January, uh, we saw that um, from December, November, December of 2021, crime was trending up. When we entered January, we saw that continuing trend, and we knew we had to get a handle on the guns and gangs. Uh, They were driving a lot of our crime and a lot of repeated offenders, and now we're seeing in the latter half of the year, We're seeing crime trend downward, and we want to continue that success going into 2023.
1: Now, Governor Hochul uh, is giving a state of the state in the next few days, uh, and uh, uh, she has said that the two main problems is uh, crime and uh, housing. Uh, How do you see these? Do you feel those are our two main problems in New York City?
0: Yes, 100%. Uh, She is very clear and focused uh, that we must uh, live in our city in good, affordable housing, and we must be safe while we're living in our city. And she knows that the driver of crimes, for the most part, violent crimes, uh, we have a number of repeated offenders, recidivists, throughout the entire state in general, but specifically here in New York City. And we're hoping to partner with her and the other lawmakers in Albany as we come together and zero in on these dangerous people so that we can make sure that they are no longer on our streets. That was part of the conversation I had yesterday with Reverend Al Sharpton, Dr. Hazel Dukes, and Jennifer Joan Austin and my other colleagues throughout the state. How do we tackle the criminal justice problem we have in a real way?
1: And uh, I, I understand that, and uh, this only happened in the last few years, and uh, we had the Police Athletic League uh, a Christmas party, a holiday party, a few weeks ago, and uh, our district attorney came, who was a very nice guy, but I, I, I said to him, uh, look at the kids, we had about a thousand kids there, I said, look at those kids, do you want to see them die in the streets? And he realizes no, he doesn't want to see him die in the streets. And uh, uh, we're all hoping he comes around. And because there's a very, a, a very few criminals that are responsible for the overall crime situation. And um, we want, we want a safe New York. We, we don't mind paying the taxes, but we want a safe New York. I think you feel the same way.
0: Yeah, no, without a doubt. And you know what's interesting about your analysis. Uh, that you just shared, the problem we're facing among young people. We have an increase in the number of young people who are shot, an increase in the number of young people who are doing shooters, an increase in young people who are the victims of crimes. And we must really zero in on how do we create a safe environment for our young people and go after those who are harming our young people. And that's what we are doing Uh, uh, John, when you look at what we are doing around increasing summer youth employment, over 90,000 young people, increasing in what we uh, held and kept schools open during the summer months, uh, what we're doing about justice-involved young people, I don't think there has ever been a mayor that has been more focused on dealing with the feeders of crimes and how do we protect young people than I have been focused on in my administration
1: uh, I, I agree with you because you see the problem because it, it, it's not the white kids that are, are suffering. It's the black and brown kids that are suffering and and, and, and the black community and the Hispanic community. And, and I'm glad you're on top of it. And uh, hopefully we could solve that problem. So New York will be the greatest city in the world again. Uh, the other problem we have uh, is the small businesses uh, are suffering. Uh, I understand there's a statistic that came out. I'm not sure it was the uh, NYPD. 332 shoplifters are responsible for 32,000 crimes. Now, to allow 332 people to abuse the businesses of our city, it, it's, it's horrible. And maybe uh, you can talk about that.
0: And we had a summit at... Gracie Mansion with the attorney general, the district attorneys, uh, police, uh, store owners, uh, those from major chain stores up to the large department stores uh, to talk about and drill specifically into the issue. And it broke into two categories. Number one, there was a group of people who are recidivists, repeated offenders, who were dealing with the basic needs uh, that they felt they had to steal to accomplish that. And we needed to come up with a plan on how do we deal with someone who has a drug problem or who believes they must steal to eat. Our goal is to direct them where the city resources are located so they won't continue, continuously go into our stores and steal and really hurt our small businesses and our chain stores. Then there was another group that we find that they are organized crime uh, they are going in, stealing, and hiring large number of people to go in to steal goods and sell them on the Internet or in other ways of selling them. The Attorney General and I, we partnered to go after uh, one of the main uh, racket, racketeers who was doing this, but there are more who are doing this. And so there's a dual approach because you're right, John, we cannot continue to see the erosion of our small businesses, our chain stores. They hire New Yorkers, and we need to have them stay here. If they leave our market, it's going to have a major impact on our economy. But we have to send a strong message that you cannot walk into a store, steal whatever you want, and walk out without any repercussion. And we're not going to allow that to happen.
1: I agree. Uh, and so many, uh, I think, 784 uh, stores have, cl- chain stores have closed in the last uh, uh, 12 months. And Rite Aid closed all 27 stores in Manhattan. Uh, And sooner or later, it's going to hurt the people in the uh, uh, black and brown communities, too, because they're going to have no place to get their drugs or shop.
0: Um, And and it's more than that, John. Yes, they're not going to have places to shop, but also walk in those stores and see who's working there. It's clearly those stores are... You know, the first level of moving into uh, the, the middle class is employment. Uh, many of the people who are there are providers of their families, their students, uh, their individuals who are going on to expand on their careers. So when you lose those stores, it feeds into the unemployment, and that is what we must understand. You can't have a small number of people being destructive and damaging industries and it. In- that damage would cascade throughout the entire city.
1: I agree 100%. Uh, The third problem that exists is uh, we're uh, we're losing a lot of middle class. I think in the last 24 months, statistics say, and I don't know how much of that is New York City versus New York State, that we lost 484,000 middle class and above people that left New York City, New York State. Now, if we lose 484000 and we gain uh, 100000 of people that need welfare and uh, the city has to pay for them,
0: sooner or later, the numbers are going to blow up. When you think about it, and I say this over and over again, uh, people must connect the dots. 50 51% of our taxes are paid by 2% of New Yorkers. We must understand the role that high-income New Yorkers play in this city. And when I hear people uh, totally attempting to say they don't play a significant role, that is just wrong. They do. And they love this city as much as a low-income New Yorker would love this city. We are all part of the same financial ecosystem. So we want the person to, who drives the limousine to be paid a good salary and we want the person who sits in the back of the limousine to use their discretionary dollars to go to our theaters, to contribute to our nonprofits, to contribute to our museums, our boards, and all of the things that high-income earners are doing. That is the ecosystem that allows us to be a great city. And so we don't want them fleeing the city, going to other municipalities, and that's why I am finding that no matter who I speak with, uh, no matter if it's the driver of the limousine or the one that sits in the back, they want a safe, clean city where they can raise healthy children and families, and we have an obligation to provide that.
1: You're absolutely every cab driver, every Uber driver tells me the same thing. All they want yes. is a safe, clean city. Uh, yes. So the, the vision for 2023 is those three problems we talked about, and I think that we're, we're in the grasp of – you half the, pro, half the problem of fixing them is having a, a chief executive officer, which you're the chief executive officer of uh, New York City, uh, having the knowledge that your problems exist. So hopefully we can fix them.
0: Yes, uh, we are extremely optimistic. I say all the time to use the best analogy, uh, 2022 was my rookie year. 2023 is my Aaron Judge year. I'm trying to knock it out the park this year. Uh, We have a lot of things in the pipeline uh, that I believe uh, we are going to be able to roll out and implement as we deal with the real crises uh, that cities are facing across the entire country. Uh, All of our cities are struggling with crime, economy. Uh, Some of us are struggling with the migrant issues. Uh, We know that here in New York, we are American cities, and if we get it right, it is duplicated across the entire country. And, and our goal is to build the right team, which we are really pleased with our team. We're transitioning. I'm losing uh, my chief of staff, who was a good friend and advisor for many years, but we're bringing on a dynamic chief of staff, a Camille, who's really a solid, solid uh, person that could manage the team. And we bring on a new uh, first deputy mayor uh, today. Lorraine Grillo is. is is leaving to go into private life. She has been an amazing anchor for the team. Uh, We're now bringing on Sheena Wright, who's going to fill her spot. But we have so many good leaders with years of expertise in and out of government to solve these difficult problems that we're facing.
1: Mr. Mayor, we're almost out of time, but 2026 is uh, America's uh, 250th year I hope we can come up with a dream to do to bring New York back and help celebrate that in some way uh, in, in the future. Uh, but uh, a dream is a dream. We have to figure it out.
0: Yes, and you know what, it is a dream. And I tell people all the time, John, uh, there is no other country on the globe where dream is attached to its name, only the American dream. And that dream is a reality. And you and I are symbols of that dream. We may have come from different pathways of your hard fight to open your supermarkets and then uh, become the person who you are. Uh, that is part of the dream. My dream of growing up in South Jamaica, Queens, you know, experiencing dyslexia, but now I'm the mayor of the city of New York. Uh, that is only in America. And so when I hear people talk about the, Things that America can't do, I tell them the things America has done. We're all part of that dream, John, and I'm proud to be an American. I'm proud to be a New Yorker, and I'm proud to be part of the American dream.
1: I I feel the same way. I grew up in in Harlem on the west side of Manhattan, 135th Street, and um, and this city, this city made made me who I was or who who I am. And I work with you together. Uh, and uh, New York is the greatest city in the world, and we're going to make sure it stays the greatest city in the world. Well said.
0: said.
1: Thank you, Mr. Mayor, for coming on and giving us the state of the city and uh, and which way we're going, and uh, we'll catch up again real soon.
0: Yes, take care. Wish you well. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.
1: That was some interview, John, that you
0: did with Mayor Adams, and when we come back, we'll be speaking with Larry Kudlow. Keep it right here, Cats at Night.